0: Welcome to the Wet Pussy Life Podcast, where we ignite personal empowerment, delve into taboos, and celebrate a sex-positive journey.
1: Join us for insightful and curious discussions and expert interviews that will leave you feeling inspired and juicy to step into your high-level creative frequency, to embrace a new era of sexual freedom, education, and living a resiliently turned on Wet Wet Pussy Life. Life. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hello, listeners. Here we are again for yet another episode with our beautiful, handsome, dashing, lovely, big-hearted, wholesome friend, Mm. Josh Lovegrove.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Meeks, Mm. do you want to do a little intro? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Josh is just such an inspiration to me. We have like these really... Um, in-depth conversations and he has the ability to change my perspective Mm. on a lot of things or like to gain perspective and so um, I've definitely personally experienced an expansiveness um, with our friendship and I think generally that's how he walks through life with this intention to expand not just himself but his community Um, and he has a a very generous vision for his life and the people around him, um, and just an epic musi- musician mm. and creator in this life.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: successful musician I might put in there. Yeah, because <laughs>
1: they're few and far between. But you, I love that you you've got so much range as a human, and so you do embody the creator, the artist, and and you can also get shit done. Yeah you yep. know, your amount of action. That's, yeah, Thank it's really, really you. cool.
2: Mm. There was like a a bit of a, a transition period between really owning the fact that there was like a visionary nature to my world and also being the implementer. Because mm. I think for years, I was like waiting for other people to do stuff for me or like tasking other people. Mm-hmm. And what I found myself doing is just waiting and actually compromising the vision. Mm. And so there was this time where, yeah, there was like this huge shift in my world that went, if you don't do it, it won't get done hmm. to at least prove to yourself that the vision is worth your effort. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a creative and as somebody who could like stay in the vortex of creation, I was like, okay, I need to empower myself to, to implement the, the outcomes that I wanted. So mm-hmm. that was like a big turning point in my business.
1: Mm. Mm. was there was there a particular event or something or anything that happened that made you made you pivot there
2: it was yeah it was quite a it was quite a sudden sudden loss of of a family member mm-hmm. that really you know grief really stepped in and then instead of resigning myself to be a victim of that that time, I chose to reframe my life to basically honor the fact that time is so finite. Mm. And it was this ultimate reminder every day that I could feel of like, we only have this amount of time. So Mm. if you don't do it and if you don't choose for it to exist, it will never exist. Mm. And Mm. yeah, it was like, it was kind of the opposite of scarcity because it gave me more room to, uh, yeah, realize bigger visions and set myself bigger goals and dream and actually see them through instead of just holding myself Mm. in the present of, I'm just going to hope that this thing comes to me.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was the catalyst.
0: And there's so many people, especially in today's society, where like you're living out the law of attraction and some people think that all you have to do is meditate and think, and make vision boards and it will all drop into place but they're just still not taking the action to actually get what they want Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. it's the key component isn't it
1: we can have this desired reality we can we can vision and become it right but without without action nothing
0: will come to fruition I think yeah. for me, like, the biggest thing was, like, it can be the smallest action. Yeah. The yeah. smallest action. And then it's, like, just one tiny step <coughs> in the right direction and then it's kind of snowballs and you build mm. momentum from that first step. Mm. And I think a lot of people were, like, yeah, they feel like the vision is so huge they they forget to take the first step. Mm.
2: Totally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I I went through this practice maybe three years ago and it was when I started to really like choose myself because I think when you create like a big vantage or you create a big view of what you want to create or cultural change that you want to make or you know what your what your dream is you actually have to choose yourself above a lot of things because Mm -hmm. we have so many options and you know we're so busy and so I went through this practice of I identified a few key things that were going to plateau my life and I went, I'm just going to basically unhook my dependence on all of these things. So, mm. one was, um, so it was like a six-month window. It was like pornography and self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. Cut that out. I, I only drank water. I worked out six times a week. I read every day. And I woke up before seven o'clock. Wow. Because there were all these actions that I was doing that I wasn't choosing. I was just living inside of. Yeah. And so by really identifying the fact that I could choose myself on all of those things mm. hundreds of times every day, mm. you know, these like pre-programmed behaviors of every time I go to the service station, I'll buy myself a drink mm. or every time I am stressed, I will do this or mm. even the way that like, like masturbation and, and pornography was like an, an outlet for me to like process myself and my world. Mm. And so I like identified those things and just went cold turkey on all of them. Mm. and yeah it was this really cool like reclamation of like i actually get to choose myself i get to um honor what i desire Mm. more than you know more than anything more than being busy or productive or or anything and it was this really fucking cool practice
1: Mm. that's powerful as Mm. fuck it's like it's like being intentional and becoming becoming on purpose every single day yep on purpose and it's like take it's like making those things habitual as Mm. well i recently um read atomic habits again and and there's this app that goes with it where you get to track your habits basically and you can put in whether you want it three times a week five times a week whatever Mm. it is and it's so satisfying when you get to the end of the day and you've got your your habit stacking there right because you're literally recreating your identity to Mm. become the person in which in which you wish to call in i think it's fucking
0: powerful Mm. yeah yeah which brings us to our topic yeah power and pleasure Mm. in the divine masculine today Mm. yeah Mm. Mm. so how is porn (laughs) taking away from your power
2: so i think like pornography was such uh it was such a crutch for me like when i for maybe like eight eight or nine years it was like really present in my world mm. there was like even in the spaces not only when i was single and when i was like longing for mm. like intimacy but also mm-hmm. yeah there was i was relying on, i was kind of relying on it to like invigorate mm.
1: myself what and kind of porn did you have a favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we all know we've got some Let's paid research as uh BBC, Brazilian,
0: no. MMF, do you know Do you know MILFs?
2: MILFs was definitely a thing for me, but yeah. also like like um real estate, like the guy goes uh, to buy the villa and then the woman like sells him the stuff. oh yeah, sells yeah. him the condo. It's yeah. like yes yeah um because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> there's like a very particular mm, look fun. and i feel like it was that like like pencil skirt mm. you know blazer kind of okay. energy i was like
1: mm. mm-hmm. okay
0: ladies yeah. if you're listening we know what josh <laughs> our joshy boy likes <laughs> yeah if you see him in the street make sure you just <laughs> whack on that pencil skirt and blazer and yeah. Yeah. you could be in selling a mm-hmm. house yes. <laughs> 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 I've actually got an open just down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, what I thought it it actually took away was it just started to occupy so much mental space, mm. and it really framed the way that I was perceiving beauty. Mm. It really like changed something for me. of Of things became more more transactional and less mm. inherently beautiful. Mm. And so when I, when I would see a woman, and this was more in my 20s, when I would see a woman that I wasn't in a relationship with, but I desired, my mind went to what could I use her for?
3: Mm. And so
2: as I, you know, as I got older and I started to detach that identity and that importance to stay connected to, you know, being... Um, Like being aroused and being like a strong, Mm. uh, like sexual pillar. Because that's kind of what I was reiterating. I was like, porn is keeping me connected to a fucking like raging
1: Mm. cock. Mm.
2: And, but what I was...
1: Did you value that? You thought having a hard, hard raging cock was... Big
0: energy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But what I was actually doing was I was diminishing my ability to meet that with pure intention. Mm. because it became a transaction.
0: I love how you're able to be so transparent around that because, mm. like, women feel it. Yeah. Not a lot of men admit to it. Mm. Like, I feel like they're like, no, 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 like, of course. And then... We like you for more than the hole between you. Yeah, but it's actually... Yeah. It's so apparent in a lot of men Um and the more we realise that it's actually diminishing connection, mm. the better connections we'll have. Yeah. Mm. Well, I
2: think the ownership is the thing that started to break the chains. Yeah. You know, of of yeah. so many things, of, you know, a, a huge moment in my world was the moment that I owned the fact that I'm a manipulator yeah. because all mm. men are.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, come on. All, well,
2: all humans are. All, all
0: humans are. are. Yeah.
2: And I feel like, I feel like men hide from that because they go, "This is a shameful attribute mm. that is in, like, quite inherent." It's
1: got a negative connotation. Totally, but yeah. you can manipulate it for
0: good. Absolutely, and once pencil skirt energy for good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you know, but once I had that moment of going like, you know, somebody reflected it to me, and my instant reaction was like. No, I'm not. I'm a good person,
3: mm. and
2: I took I took some time, and then I really got to like see myself more clearly, and it gave me an mm. opportunity to go, oh no, I can do that, mm. because why would I not? Like my every experience in my life has led me to to the point where I can literally manipulate the world to suit me better,
3: mm.
2: and I can do that in a integrous way, or I can do that in a very like demeaning. In the, sh- you know, a shadowy way. Wow. And
1: Integrous. Yeah. Oh, I've been looking for that word for <laughs> so long. I love that you just... I love your articulation, by the way. Thank you. Integrous. Mm. Yes.
2: <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I Thank found you. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so, like, being a m- manipulator and being, like, you know, viewing the world as sexually explicit. Mm. Which actually took me away from the pursuit of pleasure. Which I thought mm. was was a really interesting, like, unfolding, you know, because it's not pleasurable to to watch this thing on, you know, on the screen and have this connection to it, like, you know, this artificial connection to intimacy and yeah. go, that's what it looks like, that's what it feels like, mm. not only to be in but also to receive. Mm. And, yeah, it, it was like, oh, this is actually a – this is a stress relief or mm. this is a mm. – um, big one yeah this is just a a regulation tactic this isn't pleasure yeah yeah and so there's been this huge unfolding for me of like i not only want to feel like
3: mm,
2: i want to feel pleasure in its entirety but i also want the presence to be able to share that with Sexual partners, mm. you know, and by by unhooking myself to that like shallow world, mm. I can do it now, and I can really feel it, and I can show up in those spaces with so much more to offer
0: mm. I really feel that from you is like there is this like such a deep desire to serve the woman mm. like you want to make the experience as special as possible in every interaction mm. And, um, yeah, it's very lacking in Mm. (laughs) men in general. Um, That's a generalised topic. Mm. I mean, generalisation. But Mm. in my experience, I feel like men actually don't know how to make it special for the women. Mm. Mm. And maybe there's a lack of inquiry or they don't have the confidence because Mm. they're like, Fear of rejection or mm. um, don't want to seem too wanky or mm. too soft even. It's like men are in a very interesting place right know. now. They, they could just be uninformed.
1: Because yeah. mm. yeah. on that subject of whether it's integrous or whether it's like a shallow intention, right, where my mind goes is um, probably a lot of these men don't actually – Realize that it could be a shallow intention. Like mm-hmm. they're just doing the best with what they know, mm. and it's not until they have these things brought up or they, they become more awake to it that they're like, "Oh wow!" Like maybe that was incongruent for me, and mm. then they can choose to move another way. But it's like, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Um, yeah, I'm 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 curious if like how that looks in terms of if they're like, what's the difference between like in, in like shallow intentions with intentions that are of the pure heart for you.
2: Mm. I think a really important piece that seems to be missing that is way more present in my world now is like, we all know that like men locker room talk Mm -hmm. and there's, there's such a big movement around like that's not appropriate. And Mm -hmm. I, I agree that like the, I guess the boasting of of our conquests and things like that that is destructive but how we actually get to evolve as men and the the men that i surround myself with we actually speak about the the level of intimacy and presence and cultivation of true depth through intimacy and we speak about that and like Mm -hmm. that that's our equivalent of locker room talk but we're talking about like honoring our women and honouring the, the, the women in our lives. And so, like, we get to reflect to each other, mm. you know, what, like, how we met those situations. Mm. And I think that's where the, the information starts to become valuable instead of, oh, I'm bragging because I hooked up with that person and mm. I did that thing. And it's like, it's less about the the action that's been completed, but more how you met it mm. as, you know, from from yourself. Mm. And yeah I, I believe that like you know i inherently am a giver like when it comes to intimacy and i always thought that, that that was enough like me just being the giver and showing up with the desire to like give pleasure to my partner and how i've like really evolved in that space is i actually was thinking so much about me giving that i wasn't considering her Mm. and so there was like this this shift that happened when i'm like oh it's actual it's actually being attuned to what's really present in the room not just what my desire is whether it's mm. to give or receive it's like attunement to to the woman attunement. and and i think that that's where integrity comes in because like presence and attunement and really like stepping into the room exactly as you are knowing that you are part of a collective experience Mm. is so powerful and that is felt mm. and that's beyond you know beyond the the limiting yeah like transaction of a pornographic experience or an explicit one it's mm. it's really like showing up with power and clarity mm. in the creation
0: mm. 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 i think intention is a big one because a lot of these people that are ill-informed may be acting on a shallow basis Purely because they actually don't have any intention. Mm. They don't even know. Well, the intention a lot of the time is orgasm. (laughs) They're triggered. Stick it in and have the orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than driving for the orgasm.
1: Rather than that journey and that deeper Mm. visceral connection and that intimacy, Mm. which is actually what we all crave. Totally. Mm. Is the connection. Yeah. And this is why so many men are. Ejaculating left, right, and center, and still feeling disconnected mm. from their heart and from their partner because mm. the heart's not there. It's just a genital, genital to mind connection, mm. um, and you know that the heart's not present. Whereas I think women probably not not all women, but they find it maybe a bit easier to, to to connect in with the heart. For sure, you know.
0: I feel like this is definitely. Um, a role of the woman, the everyday woman today, is to guide men through Mm. a safe platform to experience deeper levels of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like women have been suppressed and people for so long that mm. they we've forgotten that our role is to guide men back to source mm. um through like transcendental intimacy mm. and um it has come up quite a few times through different therapists or men that have had been guided there and being like whoa mm. and it, yeah women can access higher states of consciousness mm. through intimacy a lot quicker than, than men yeah. mm. and without knowing how to get there and the slowing down of intimacy yeah um they they probably won't ever get there yeah I, i'm i'm so on so on your boat with
1: that in terms of i think it's very much the feminine's role to to keep that sexuality secret. Mm. Mm. like that is the role of the feminine. Is to 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 harness and maintain and hold and nurture sexuality as sacred. Mm. Um, I I had ex- an experience um, probably over a year ago now, where I was dating a man for a while and the women and the relationships that he had been in, it was, it was very bang, bang, bang. Um, like the, I found it quite hard. Three, (laughs) (laughs) three three or four pumps Um. and finished. (laughs) 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 Um, no, but so, but I found there was quite a, a blockage there with, with our emotional connecting and our, therefore our physical and our sexual connecting. Um, but we had, I I was able to step into the role as a divine feminine in that way and really guide him so that we could connect intimately in different ways. Mm. And a lot of it was just through like the tantric, principles of breath of movement of sounds of connecting energetically like some of the places and portals that we were going to without even having penetration was insane Mm. and he would be like (laughs) like we would we would be we would be in our intimacy and and our container and doing our thing and he's like oh he's like I feel like I'm coming, but I'm not coming. Mm. This is really weird. <laughs> and he's like, like an ejaculation. Up. <coughs> yeah, I yeah. thought that he was ejaculating and he's like it's it was going up and down and up and down and mm. he was riding the waves with me mm. cuz I was like leading the way as the as the feminine and mm. it was it was beautiful to be able to to share that gift and yeah. to the go to those places. Trip. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: So I I love I love what you said about like the women you know there's a role there for the women to to express you know what what the needs are in in intimate spaces my only I have a slight thought about that mm. and it is in in my experience the thing like intimacy can't live without safety and so I think the expression of of I don't fully feel open is where the women can meet the, the, the space to create more room for the men to lead. Mm. And cause I think being led through pleasure, you know, within a really like safe held container. I think that's the piece that men are missing more. Mm. So it's we, we collectively don't get taught how to create safety.
4: Mm.
2: it's just like being in the bedroom and being naked and being ready to go is not enough. Yeah. And so I think meeting, yeah, like meeting the woman with more, with more inquiry and more curiosity into how safe do you feel? How, Mm. how in tune are we right now? How, yeah, like how connected and how open are you? Mm. You know? And so I know that because from, from that place for me, like I'm quite, a dominant in in the bedroom but i also have the capacity to really lead softly and slowly mm. and so my first priority is always safety it's always the mm. the held container and from there we get to we actually do get to journey but i always feel like i'm leading mm-hmm.
0: that's beautiful which that's where you are right now though i mm. think there's a lot of men that aren't really there yet and so a part of their journey is learning to be submissive almost Mm. so they can then again be dominant Mm. interesting yeah they've they've Mm. got to learn to receive and be guided because there's a lot of trust there and again it's safety both Mm. ways yeah Yeah. and so um there's an opening for them to like you're very much like connected to your heart Mm. but Mm -hmm. lots of men are um they're just like cock and brain yeah and so, mm. those particular men, without having the knowledge and experience that you have, um, yeah, I feel like there's got to be a softening for them and almost, it, it's, it is a teaching. Mm. Um, and it would be so awesome if there was more teachings for men by men. Mm. Yeah. Because I actually know quite a lot of sexologists or s- women that are teaching men how to connect to their heart. Mm. However, I don't know. Lo- I don't know a lot of men other than Cam Fraser that are con- teaching men to connect to their heart through mm. their sexuality.
2: I think there there is like big men's work movements where the 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 goal is to actually feel more mm. and to like raise mm. our capacity to feel more, not just create more output. It's mm. actually see what the input level is is doing. Mm. So, in inadvertently, I think you know the way. It's said, sometimes I agree, sometimes I I don't, but the way that you approach one thing is the way that you approach everything. Mm. And so like in my world, like um, I've been a creative self-directed human for 15 years and that is all like purpose and from my heart. And so I think like through the cultivation of my business and my whole, yeah, the design of my whole world, it's actually led me to this place with a little bit more ease. Mm. Whereas like you think of, men generally who are working in the trades or in the offices and it's very, it's kind of a very linear existence mm. where they most of the time they have to bypass what they really want mm. so that they can survive. Mm. You know, like how often are men like, yeah, I'm just doing this thing because I need to pay the bills and I need to support mm-hmm. the thing. And it's like, it's a very mindful exist, like, sorry, it's a very like mindfully absent existence. And so to actually like translate that into, okay, live 40 or 50 or 60 hours of your week without a connection to your heart, because you have to bypass it to survive, to cultivating it in like in the bedroom, in the intimacy, in your, you know, not only intimate relationships, but in all relationships. Like Mm. that's a fucking, there's a grand Canyon between those two points. Mm. So... Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I really love talking about this stuff, but mm-hmm. I've always hesitated from, you know, putting myself in a position to like share it more. Like this is th- as openly as I've ever shared this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would love to, t- to speak to more men about it. But I go, my qualifications are what, you know, you and, <laughs> and <if> you <laughs> are the qualified integrated man. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Your your experience in life is mm. you got the codes, it's, baby. Yeah, mm. it's
1: there. you can something. feel it. Mm-hmm. I want to loop back around to what you said about creating safety because I feel like this intertwines with the whole owning your pleasure and your power. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to know, um, especially for the listeners, like the men, the men that might be listening as well, like, like what are some of the ways that you create safety for a woman in the bedroom to own those parts?
2: Mm. Like we, we touched on it earlier and I think like pace. Pace yeah. is really important. Yeah. and And even – you know, even going in, and even if there is energy and it is moving fast, knowing, knowing and demonstrating that you can slow down, because I think there's there's definitely situations where things will really heat up, and you're in the you're in the flow, and it might be a little bit like animalistic, mm. and so you feel like you have to maintain that pace. Mm. And I think that once you do that, and once you're so like locked onto how you feel and what is invigorator and alive in you, you actually forget that your partner might not be meeting you
0: in locked on like a missile yeah all
2: yeah. right
0: animalistic primal instinct go yeah, <laughs> go, go, yeah. go 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 and see it yeah They're fun too those are fun oh moments. totally yeah and doesn't have to be all the time yeah yeah
2: and yeah and i th- i just think like yeah pace and even showing self-restraint Mm. in that moment and showing that you have yourself and Mm. your urges in check
1: Mm. which is fucking sexy for the woman because she's like oh my god you're gonna tease me and we're not
0: finishing yet." (laughs) (laughs) like oh
3: like (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) fucking tease me mate yeah you know i want to be begging for you to put it in Mm i don't want to just like don't yeah
2: yeah this Mm -hmm. is it like so like one of my great pleasures in the bedroom is like going down on on the woman Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah like really playing with the pace and then something that i personally have done to like create safety and acknowledgement that there is actually another person there is like Mm. the energy will will build and like mm, like an edging kind of situation Mm. but then i'll actually stop and i'll pull back and i'll just put both my hands on her body and i'll just like observe her Mm. and really just like really look and really like like my intention is just to like take in the beauty of mm-hmm. like the moment and really like for her to feel me that mm-hmm. I'm not just I'm not just there with this one thing in mind of mm-hmm. like oh, I'm going to go down on you and you're going to mm-hmm. orgasm like this and then we're going to go here but like I th- yeah I think the um like the holding energy is mm-hmm. really really important mm-hmm. and yeah as far as like cultivating safety like eye contact it's so powerful mm-hmm. and really just like yeah i don't know it's kind of like so in music we say like the power of music is the space between the notes mm. and i think there is something really beautiful in in intimacy as well mm-hmm. it's like there's actually space between the kiss like you hold like you hold the the back of your your partner's like head or like hair and you just like hold them Mm. Before you kiss them, you know, like mm. that that moment, it's just like I'm really here with you. I see you. Like let's present. Let's fucking yeah. Be more than just the action. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think
0: Josh Lovegrove breaking hearts all over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is the epitome of what
1: pussy life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fellas Talk take dirty notes. to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because i also feel like it's um somewhat a cultural thing mm. um because i've i've had a brazilian lover who um doesn't didn't quite meet me intellectually but like sexually and physically he was on point with all of the pieces that you're mm. speaking into and it was like the attunement to the body mm. that riding the waves mm. the not going straight for the goal the stopping the
0: teasing i was yeah. like hot oh, damn yeah mm. what happened to australians <laughs> 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 <Aussie> men, <laughs> like why yeah, yeah i mm. i was so convinced that i would never be with another australian because uh-huh. purely because of that i was like they they don't have the integrated gentleman, Essential the sensual soul, soul mm. the sensitivity. Mm. Not, and, all not all Australian men, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> was like, that? Right. Mm. <laughs> 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 you've got Greek heritage. I do. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a lot, and that comes out. Like mm. it's like yeah. you've got like this passion yeah. for life, and you're so artistic, even yeah. in your. The words that you say and the way you describe things it's like it's just a different level yeah and um, different color. european men like just yeah different they're just different most aussie men though probably do
1: ha- i mean is, is an aussie man actually australian you know that they're, they're.
3: This is funny. When you yeah. look at the
1: origin, like mm. I, the true Australians are our indigenous, mm. indigenous, right? When we look at everyone else, they've got some Celtic background or Euro backgrounds, and so it's mm. like so it's it's interwoven into the into the tapestry of our DNA in mm. some way, shape, mm. or form. It would
2: be it would be very easy to diminish, like the shortcomings as like oh, just Australian men. Totally. You know, it would be yeah. very easy to do that. And I think <laughs> that in that we actually like neglect the invitation to go like
3: mm.
2: all men mm-hmm. have the capacity to be more connected, be yeah. fucking superior lovers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not sure what I haven't really thought about, like what the <laughs> underlying currents are.
0: I mean, you surround yourself with very high class men. Yeah. And so I guess... Yeah, you don't get to see mm. other frequencies of males. Well, that often. like
2: when I go on tour and when I perform in in other states, I see it. Mm. Like I see a lot of the mm. Yeah, I step outside of the the echo chamber and mm. go holy fuck. Like we have like mm. some huge systemic problems mm. here when it comes to like toxic behavior, alcoholism, mm. just the real like diminished consciousness it's mm-hmm. terrifying
1: and all symptoms of crying out for connection yeah and intimacy yeah these void filling mechanisms
0: right mm. what are some books or education whether it be courses or self-education that led you to be so inspired
2: This might shock you, but I am probably the least resourced, inspired human. You know, I've really used life as the stomping ground for growth. Mm. Um, uh, As far as like being an artist and changing my paradigm around villainizing money, like villainizing money was such an ingrained thing in me. Like my my mum was an artist for for 30 years and people around me, it was always the struggle. So there was Mm. a great book called Real Artists Don't Starve, which was basically Mm. this like historical account of the, the art, the artists who made like cultural change and have lasted hundreds of years and will continue to do so. They like were aristocrat status. Mm. So they weren't the people who were like struggling to make ends meet. They found themselves in positions and in rooms that were very, very, um, abundant and influential mm. and So that was that was a really good read um, mm.
0: That is so interesting Because yeah, the struggling artist is very much a contemporary ideology mm. that You look back in in time Where they, there was war or starvation or whatever And the artists are always on top They're yeah. always top dressed Treated like royalty um, And yeah they get to perform for high class society and very much mingle in that crowd. Mm. They, there was no starving artist. There well, well, well fed.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like I think there's always been the people who are in the process of, like in the process of becoming, but the people who really took ownership of like their art and their like divine purpose of to create and to like reflect humanity as it was or society as it was by some whether it's whether it's a miracle or not they found themselves in the rooms where they could actually see that through and so i think like breaking down the paradigm of i need to struggle to be creative that's where people get really really stuck is if I'm not if I'm not begging and if I'm not struggling then the juice there is mm. no juice.
1: It's a deep one, hey. Yeah, this one. this is a fucking rabbit hole. And I <laughs> I talk to my
2: to my one on one clients about this because like mm. shifting that of going there's actually so much room for us to be abundant mm. and to be fucking inspired mm. and juiced up when we're already fucking, you know, like yeah, like there's already fuel in the tank, and we just get to expand to hold more. Mm. Um, yeah, that's 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 a pretty big one. But honestly, like I love just being inspired by the people around me. By there is inspiration in seeing people without as being, seeing people with, and like mm. choosing who choosing who I want to be and designing my life to support that. Mm. You know, we were talking before about it about like. You know if there is if there are no two paths to take you're not making an empowered choice Mm. you are only resigning yourself to a singular outcome Mm. and so I you know I have clients who are in the upper echelon of the world and then I also have clients who can barely afford what they're paying and so I get to see see both and then I get to go okay I could choose to be this or I can choose to be that but I'm going to Really empower myself to to pick the one that feels the most in alignment with me and the most inspiring with me. Mm. So, yeah, um, inspiration is fucking everywhere. Mm. People think that you have to wait for it. Mm. All you have to do is is be open to it.
1: Mm. Mm. I love that. love that. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> 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 That's real. Yeah. Um. And in terms of like your really owning your desires has there been has inspiration been a part of that
4: For
2: sure. Yeah. Like the 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 level of ownership needed to lift because the level of confidence in what I want matters needed to lift. Mm. And so when it comes to like claiming my desire around Abundance or around connection or around the the caliber of humans that I choose to spend my time with and really having the confidence to draw the line in the sand Mm. without judgment and just like open heartedly going this is what I desire and so this is what I will receive Mm. you know and then how that translates how that started to translate through my whole life was was I'm gonna just call it all I need to do is really just call it and it will I will change my capacity or my willingness to support that Mm. and so i was inspired to action differently to speak differently to walk differently to hold myself Mm. differently because my desire was clear Mm. and i think that's that's where the shift came in like i decided that clarity was more important to me Mm. than just just progressing for the sake of progressing i
1: love
2: that
3: Mm.
1: i think there's um there's a lot of shame around having desire i know i've sat with this one for a very long time Mm. it's like the christian indoctrination and you know desire desire is a sin and this that and the Mm. other and yeah i'm curious to hear your your thoughts on that with like it sounds like you've cultivated your desire as somewhat of an internal GPS or compass for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. I yeah. love that because I feel like that's how we kind of live life a little bit as well as mm-hmm. it's the question of what's turning me on right now, yeah. AKA what do I desire? And then following that. So um I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that.
2: I never really spent much time in the, in the church or in around, around people who were kind of living in that, um, resigned outcome of, like, I have to shame myself because I want something. Mm. um. But my, my understanding is that shame is just used as a tool to keep people under external control. And when it comes to, like, Intimate desire and even desire in in business, it was actually the the thing that that like opened the door and like set me free mm. from playing small within my own mind. You know, I would I would shame myself to go like, no, I can't possibly ask for that or I can't possibly have that because there was like an un like an unworthiness in me. Mm. And yeah, I'm I'm genuinely not Sure. What the what the parts at play to sh- to shift it were. Mm. Um, mm, I'm just thinking about my my like experiences of of other people who weren't able to claim it. I suppose one of, one of my one of my best mates. He mm. still really struggles to like call call what he wants. Like maybe in the people pleaser or like the mm. the. The behavioural conditioning of other people matter more than I do. Mm. And Can you
1: define that? Like call what you want. What is that for you?
2: I mean, it looks it looks different in every situation. As far as business goes, yeah, it was like having no shame about calling my value and defining it and really owning it. Mm. So when I have a client who calls me up going, hey, come to Melbourne and do this thing. And I go, yep, that'll be $10,000 for the day. They'll go... I speak it with, with authority and with clarity because I know that the value that I've put into that, like I've claimed that because mm. I went, my desire mm. is to have that recuperation yeah. for a lifetime of experience. Fuck yes. And so I go, yeah, that's what it is. And they go, yeah, okay, no worries.
1: Such so a great example using money. Cause I yeah. feel like it's a
0: huge one for people. Okay. Mm. I have a, sp- a, a question. Mm. How does like, cause it feels the way you're talking, it's almost like you have developed like an expectation mm. um, and you're like, this is what I want and it shall be. Um, and anything less than that is just off the cards. So you think, would you say that you have like a high expectation or is it more like a high standard? Um, and how does that correspond with your ego?
2: cool i love i love this i had a reflection not too long ago that that there were like threads of entitlement that that people could feel within me and so mm. the way that i've like framed that for for myself is i don't expect anything of the world that i don't expect from myself mm. and so what the the pursuit of like designing a life that does feel high caliber and does feel inspired and fucking turned on is I want to surround myself with people and things that reflect my own internal value. Mm. And so in that I'm not meeting people with judgment or you're not good enough to be sitting at this table. Mm. I just am very like I created a really high standard of, of discernment. And when I am, my time is finite, my energy is finite. And so I will choose, you know, that that's, that's what it came down to. So I don't feel Ego driven, and I don't feel narcissistic in just choosing mm. the reality that I want. Mm. And and I suppose the the interesting thing is, people are always going to find a way to make that smaller or make mm. it wrong, mm-hmm. you know, or shameful. And and I'm so grateful that I have this this anchoring within myself to go. I'm actually not wrong for claiming mm. the life that I want.
0: I love That's that. That's a big one. It's like when because I feel this. I also go through the similar judgment and like check in with myself. It's like, no, my heart is here. Mm. Mm. My intentions are, are pure. And mm. I don't care if you can't see that my intention is pure. Mm. That is your perception. Yeah. And mm. um, I just am clear with what I want. I'm direct with my communication. Um, and if that mm. comes across the wrong way to you, well, I'm not sorry because I know within myself. <laughs> My heart mm-hmm. is in the right place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I
2: think like, yeah. for me, I was coming from a place where I was taking responsibility for what other people thought mm-hmm. at every turn.
1: Mm-hmm. The old projection monster. Yeah, and yeah. just kind of going,
2: oh, okay, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what does the
0: projection monster look like?
3: <laughs>
0: I was like, we've got to get mm. some kind of animation for g- that get some gifts, yeah. gifts yeah. going <laughs> for the funny
1: animation yeah. in that
0: <laughs> From The projection the monster. <laughs>
4: mm.
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: fuck that's josh great. on his stage josh thinks he's so good with his fucking lush lush <laughs> hair and making his money and <laughs> he's got a beautiful <laughs> voice and
0: fuck you josh it sounds yeah. like jealousy to me yeah yeah let him be the expander yeah thinks yeah. he's so good <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> he's I, like, but that's <laughs> their inadequacy
1: well, yeah, like of their projecting something in which they haven't come to alchemize and accept mm. within mm. themselves. And totally. so when they see it in someone else, you're either going to be the kind of person that celebrates that person yeah. or you're going to try and tear them down. And that's yes. really going to depend
0: on where you are mm. on, your,
1: on your journey mm. of life.
0: So, like, I think that high self awareness or self actualization and someone that is ego driven can potentially present similar. Mm. And I think so, so, so the only difference is that they know they're coming from a pure intention, mm. even though it yeah. may be presented similar. And I think that's the major difference, even though it's a completely—it's like only you know. I think <laughs> they, maybe they don't know. So it's like mm. I don't want to prove to you that I'm in good intention. Mm. I think
2: um, the the energetic difference for me is a narcissist or somebody who's coming to it from. The ego is like, I will do these things so that other people see me this way. Whereas somebody who is coming from a place of clarity and, and definition mm. and design is, I will do these things because I get to see myself in this way. Mm. Mm. And that's, you know, you, you feel that yeah. when it's like the expectation is to be revered yeah. by everybody else. Like yeah. at the end of the day, when I die, I just want to know that I've done my best. Yeah. That's Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's like, like had all the sex that you could have had and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please. get out of your
1: I'm old, hole, Malika. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Did just... I put
0: on the grandma voice? He did.
1: Oh, I think it's worth noting though, whilst you <laughs> might have these two very differing people, right? Mm. One with with different intentions, I I, I truly believe that energy doesn't lie, and your energy is speaking before you even open your mouth. Yep. And so, and, but the thing is, you might that I feel like that's a skill of of heightened discernment mm. that you, that takes a while to build. Um, example is I've been on these dating apps for two, three weeks now and been on a few dates and like i feel like i'm starting to get to like i can see the smile in the face and i'm reading the bits and pieces and i'm communicating
0: (laughs) with them and i'm like she's sending me it she's like what do you think of this guy doing a full face reading of his last 10 years of life (laughs) I,
1: i feel like i'm getting good at it and then i all i do is send this one a couple of pictures and she's like yeah, he's got this tattoo and this means that, and he's got this look on his face, so he probably got some mummy stuff there. And da 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 the guy that you gave me your little synopsis on yesterday, I was like, and then I met him, and I'm like, damn,
0: she good,
1: wow. really good. She's <laughs> like, oh, so good. <laughs> so I, I'm great. so
0: good that I've had a psychic like give me a photo. She's like, what do you see in this? Yeah. Um, and they can actually see energy, but I can feel. Yeah, Real energy. Yeah, mm. and she was like, "Fuck, all That's, right, is that clairvoyancy? No, it's not clairvoyancy. Clairsentience. Clairsentience. Clair mm. Yes, yeah, Clair so I can face read the fuck out of people. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, I know you within three seconds. <laughs> yeah, mm. one, two, three. Eyes, nose, mouth, posture. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I would love yeah. to
2: touch on like a tiny thing about dating apps. Yeah, while we have the yeah, yeah, while we're on the thread. <laughs> let's
0: go. Let's Are go. you on any?
2: I am not. Mm, yeah. No, I w- I was like before before my last relationship, and I I've found where I why you'll never ever find me on one ever mm. again. Oh, please and it, do tell. And it like ties into something that I said earlier, which is the best metaphor for it. When I go and buy a luxury car, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to a dealership. I'm going to call a guy and go. Hey, I want this Bentley which looks like this which has these things and he's going to go, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to import that for you." It's going to be like a closed mm. conversation. And so the way that I see it for like the the dating app scene is like I don't want to be another person on the meat market is when I when I choose when I choose a woman, I want to choose her. And so I don't I actually don't want to be chosen. So you won't find me on you won't find me accessible on dating apps. It's like...
0: This is the dom in you. Yeah, this is You will fucking not choose me. Or the, I'm going to choose you. Or is it
1: the entitlement?
2: <laughs> Who knows? Probably both. <laughs> but it's like... But I think that... But
0: like,
1: I come on, like, women I'm love not to not be claimed. I'm going on the... Have <laughs> you seen my hair? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, fuck no, that come noise. come on, come on. I mean, women but, love to be claimed. Yeah, this
3: is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. there
2: is like an energetic thing yeah. of like, if I choose a woman then I have chosen her and that inherently is the like to be claimed and to really be like desired and um, courted.
0: Why can't you do that on the app though? Yeah, there's an incognito mode. Where they can't uh, see you, but only you can see them.
2: Interesting. Like, yeah, I literally <laughs> haven't been on any of them for like ever. You can yeah.
0: choose or um, you like. trying to dismantle they...
1: your objections to dating apps. So I mean, keep going.
2: <laughs> because I don't like, I, I don't love the idea of, yeah, just being like accessible. Like people going through and be like, yep, yep. No, 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 no. Like mm. I don't like to be seen in that because you, I know that.
0: You are accessible though because you are, you're, you're, you travel all over Australia. Mm. Um, you do shows everywhere, mm. and so you actually have a really fucking wide audience and community. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that, so I feel like you know they need to put themselves out there. And one of the ways to put themselves out there outside of their close knit community mm. is dating. Ads.
2: I mean, I'm not saying that it's not good for everybody else. I'm just mm. saying that my choice. You've got it. You've got a unique is, position here. Yeah. yeah. Like. I also like on that, like I do do shows and perform and there's a lot of like feminine energy around me in those, but I have been reflected that I'm, <laughs> I, I have the energy that I'm quite unapproachable.
0: Well, I, I, the first time I saw, maybe the second time I saw you live, you said to me, I'm not just meat or something like that. You say, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more Did you than just objectify him? No, I think women <laughs> objectify you. Uh, Probably. The first thing I saw was your hair mm. when I... <laughs>
1: oh, that's exactly how I introduced him on the podcast. It was all, <laughs> all physical about attributes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I did say beautiful yeah. soul though as well. In- you well, know my intention, right?
0: <laughs> I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: felt you before you said that. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely, you have experience as a man. Um, you've been objectified quite a lot. For sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty... Like, I remember doing shows for, like, the Gold Coast Housewives. Like, they had this, like, Mm. closed, like, really um, close-knit group of friends. And there was, like, 10 to 14 of them, all incredibly beautiful. They would come and do these big lunches and I would go and perform for them. And, yeah, I just remember, like, at the time, I think it was, like, feeding the, like, yeah, fucking desire me. Because, Mm. you know, I'm the only man in the room of, like you know, millionaire housewives, but the older that I got. And when I reflected back on that, I was like, "Mm." like there was, yeah, there was like an incongruency Mm. of what I actually wanted and like what I wanted my art to be Mm. um, associated to, Mm. which is interesting because now while I'm doing this like pleasure and power exploration of how I can actually creatively show up, you know, not only as I can emotionally, intelligent man and like sharing my heart but i also have this desire to make visceral music Mm. that inspires more desire in my Mm. audiences and so i'm i'm like playing in the space of like cool i actually get to own myself as as a man and as you know subjectively attractive and really show up with the energy of like
3: Mm.
2: i get to be like a, a product of desire without objectifying myself and resigning myself to just my hair or my body or my mm. cock or you know any of these things mm. so yeah it's kind of funny i'm like channeling this like lenny kravitz and energy mm. where you know rock sex icon mm. kind of thing like i'm really playing with that of like how how and what would i do to like cultivate that mm. in the, the australian music scene Mm. so yeah there's this whole thing unraveling for me because i've mm. been an acoustic singer songwriter singing about like the shit that is like my heart on my sleeve kind of energy mm. whereas this is like Ooh. i want to inspire something else
1: gonna
0: be hot yum i feel I it like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> fi- I'm feeling it <laughs> i've said to this i've said this to you before but i would totally at 16 years old have you up on my wall nice mm. big poster mm. josh Lovegrove i used to have the, like a sexy man on my on my wall oh yeah chad michael murray he was my celebrity crush Ooh, ashton kutcher
1: yeah. oh yeah i had him on any <laughs> of the posters yeah. you used to get in the magazines. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's, they still have
1: that <laughs> i don't know I was, like, we the should bring fold that pre-media is so much yeah.
0: anyway <laughs> so i was like i think the next stage for you josh is a calendar or like some kind of poster that people can buy at your shows
2: yeah actually I want to show you, just, I want you guys to react to it before anybody else sees it. Oh, there's but a poster I'm, already. Well, I'm just like, I'm just From play, behind the scenes. I'm just Ooh. playing around with like, is
0: it in black and white? Can I see your abs?
2: Uh, you can't see my abs, but it's like, oh fuck. Ooh. Okay, hold on one second. Sorry, glimpse. One. Yeah.
1: Hold on. <laughs> oh shit, not that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too far.
2: But just like, shit like that. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, I want to
0: start. Yeah, like, and that needs to be a portrait. Yeah.
1: Like we're missing some bits. Can we can you flash the The camera? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Send
2: it to us. We'll put it on the screen for the listeners. Because I was like, oh, I I like, I've been playing around with like capturing myself Mm. in, yeah, like not to be too actually. This is probably the place to be explicit. But I even like (laughs) played of like what would it feel like for me to like put myself on something like OnlyFans as like like what isn't that only for women? Is it? I think it's only for women creators, oh. mm. um, but like actually express, you know, my sexuality and my desire mm. and my like my Your physical body and yeah, Owner, and yeah, because it's like I actually want to play in that space yeah. more because I can't, I can't really write shit that I don't really feel, mm. and so like I feel that guy like the alter mm. ego kind of energy
3: mm.
2: when I when I channel it, but it's not like a fully integrated, always present part of, part of me. Like, you know, mm. when you see like the fully embodied woman mm. and she walks, you know, and you can just like feel the, mm. uh, like, I guess the Eros in mm. her presence. Mm. It's like, I, I get to, to be the, like the articulate and the businessman and the emotional Things. human and then that. Yeah. And I'm trying to like literally go, mm. like bring it in and just be that all the time and really fucking send it
0: just listening to us yeah Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it sounds it sounds divine yeah yeah it's it's
2: a journey and i think as a as a man it's quite interesting because i hear about it all the time in women like they're they're reclaiming their their sensuality yeah like the sacred slot energy and and i'm kind of framing my life in a in a similar way not because i need to change the way that i act but because i want to be more versatile in the way that i feel
3: Mm.
2: yeah
1: yeah i think there's there's something really liberating when when you can embody range as a human Mm. um and i think yeah the person in the room that has the most range and, and the ability to adapt
0: and be chameleon-like is the person that survives best in the world. Mm. As long as you have a strong identity because being a chameleon without a strong identity mm. creates a very lost human. I've yep. been, yeah. been the chameleon.
1: I guess it's that embodied
0: version the of embodied knowing version. this is who I am. The yeah. shapeshifter, I yes. feel like, yeah. is yeah. a more... Uh, like sexy analogy because it's like yeah. I can be anything I want. I'm not just blending into the room. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I was
2: actually talking to somebody about this, about like people who bounce between the between the different archetypes. And like I'm the most – I'm the least spiritual, spiritual person ever because I'm like – I'm sure there are archetypes. <laughs> I know that they exist. But what the – you know, bouncing between them. And I'm like if you're actually bouncing between different, you know, different forms of yourself but you don't have a center point – Mm. Then you aren't really. There's no impact there mm. because people can't trust who you're going to be. Yeah, you're just you like know?
0: shifting the poles all the time. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know who you're going to be today. Yeah, yep. I think <laughs> some, some people have a strong identity <laughs> though, and others
1: don't. Mm. Like, what even people? Just... I, I'm like, I'm thinking about me and my identity. I'm like, God, do I? Have you do do I have you're 31 in? you're getting into it yeah yeah Yeah. but the, I think my mind goes to some of the maps and models that I, I reference mm. and I look at human design and the identity center some mm. people will have that defined some and people will so have don't. it undefined yeah. interesting Your own projector yeah. Can
0: you imagine yeah. 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 yeah so that's the difference yeah. Okay. Projectors actually are more fluid and can be whatever and still be embodied. But for a manifesto or man gen, mm. like if we are doing that, then we're like, yeah. We have, I have an undefined center. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But mm. some people, I I know the ones that have a defined identity center because I'm like, there's just a fucking knowing and there is a confidence. Yeah. And it is like this. This perpetual injection of belief and knowing in oneself, because because they have that identity sensor defined, mm. whereas I don't have that, and so <laughs> and whilst I felt very ripped off when I first found this out, <laughs> <it's like>, God. <laughs> i then where is it i then came to (laughs) who am i (laughs) yeah who am i in the void but this is Mm. part of what adds to the range that i have as a human is because i've gone into so many various different things i guess on a quest to Mm -hmm. find this identity Mm -hmm. that i've actually just surrendered to the fact that i don't need to know my purpose yeah I don't need to know. I wrapped my head around that is I don't need to know my purpose. I know which way I'm headed. Mm. But do you think people like Oprah, Dale Carnegie, like, you know, Tesla. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, these people didn't start what they were doing with with like clarity and this is exactly where I'm going. Mm. Right. Morgan
0: Freeman didn't have his first acting role until he was 41.
1: Yeah.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: it's surrendering to the evolution of what can purpose be or turn into Mm, Mm.
0: the becoming. Yeah, the becoming. Not not attached to. Yeah, what the outcome is. Mm, That's
2: it's so interesting. Like because it inspires a thought in me of like I've literally been walking the same path, like it's the first day for fifteen years, Mm. and so like I think I have this like you know an identity built around like really? this is who i am yeah yeah and you know i'm i'm kind of being faced with a bit of a, a an off kilter kind of thing now of like is is this just what i've chosen and if it's mm. that then there's fucking power in that but is this also what i've resigned myself to do because i've invested my life into it no like, the <laughs> but yeah. yeah but it was, yeah. like interesting like last year i did my first speaking gig Mm. of like no guitar no singing and i was actually asked to you know it was for a mining company over in perth and speaking about creative leadership to their executive team Mm. you know how to inspire their their work but also the way that they connect with their underlings Mm. and it was interesting because it was like, take the music out and actually don't introduce yourself with any of the mm-hmm. thing. And there was this refinement process of like, fuck, if I don't have any of those things, who the fuck am mm. I to be in this room speaking about anything? Mm. And so, mm. yeah, there was this like underlying identity crisis of like, who am yeah. I when I'm not trying to be something? Or who am yeah. I when I don't have this like experiential yeah. well yeah, <laughs> to like to guitar draw from. in hand. Yeah, yeah, like guitar in hand, or I'm singing, or I'm yeah. like demonstrating my skills. Yeah, and it was very fucking powerful because when I finished that and it went really like exceptionally well, I got home and I was like, oh, all I need to do is be in the room,
1: be here now,
2: be here now. Like <laughs> as a as a as a human, that is enough. Yeah, and and that was like the next key. Yeah, of like okay none of that stuff defines my power purpose or Mm. capability Mm. and so then the designer and the creator really kicked in of like cool i'm going to execute higher vision higher Mm. everything
1: yeah like non-attachments to all the all the identities right
2: it's the whole it's the whole joke it's like yeah we are we are born to be attached and to be dependent and then we have to learn how to attach to to
1: nothing yeah unlearning right yeah that analogy reminds me of my uncle at christmas time man if he is not chefing and organizing the food for everyone he does not know where to put himself (laughs) like i've seen him at family very few family functions where he's not putting the food on Mm. he looks like a lost puppy dog (laughs) Yeah Because yeah. <laughs> that's sees it so strongly His identity mm. I'm cooking the food I'm serving the people This is what I'm here to do This is my purpose And when he's not doing that It's like Yeah, he like shuffles around And he gets into the groove eventually yeah. But it's Yeah, it's much the same As what you What you
0: described yeah. it that. It's the same for mothers Who are sprung free time When they're not expecting it Interesting uh, Yeah, because you're like yeah. mother, mother, mother Like, Hey, do you want to go Have three hours to yourself? And I'm like Yeah um, haven't prepared for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in mum mode. Uh-huh. I don't. I feel empty. I don't know what wow. to do with myself. Mm. Yeah, I really I have to prepare for, for me time. Write, write it down, mentalize it, so I'm not like, oh, yeah. it's me. Mm. It's just me. Yeah, <laughs> but springing spare, yeah. time mommy is confronting. Mm. Um, on that note, before we wrap up, um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Yeah, um, my Platform on Instagram is Lovegrove Music mm-hmm. and I'm rebuilding my website at the moment. So that is currently mm-hmm. in process. Don't read the um, bio. Don't oh. read the bio. Um, don't <laughs> even look. Um, yeah. Mm. Instagram.com slash Lovegrove Music. Mm-hmm. And I'm on, I've got a couple of songs on Spotify and yeah. there's a new album coming out this year. Cool. And yeah, I'm going to be dropping some fucking sexy,
1: mm.
2: just yeah i'm just cooking up a whole storm at the moment i'm so, so excited
1: for this version of you yeah, yeah it's fun here yeah. celebrating you in
0: that. Um, for me. and that um and i did me, you did mention one on one clients is that something that you're offering to anyone or
2: so at this stage it's um i i have a a mentorship which is for um predominantly creatives who are in the pursuit of their creative passion so the the framework of the mentorship is creative leadership mm-hmm. so the creatives actually learn more vocabulary and tools to lead themselves through an industry where we are taught to diminish our value. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so at the moment, at the moment, it's for it's for creatives, um, musicians, writers, mm-hmm. dance instructors, like anybody who kind of has the creative flair. But mm-hmm. I will be running monthly masterclasses on mm-hmm. broader topics. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like an online forum where we can speak about like the threads of self-worth and mm. expression and creative yeah creative output and inspiration and things mm. like that so that will i think that's going to be starting in like april mm-hmm. beautiful yeah.
0: and where will people find that information about the mask
2: um it's all through it's all through my instagram at the moment yeah cool. um and i'm i'm working on the the back-end infrastructure right now
0: lovely great mm-hmm well it has been a an exceptionally juicy conversation Mm. um and yeah it's such a pleasure having you on thank you so much thanks guys thanks darling love you guys love you too all right peace ciao bye thank you for your time and presence and making it through an entire podcast
1: we would absolutely love to hear from you beautiful humans get in touch on instagram through pleasure portal official wet pussy life